What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Toma Todito Show. Friday night, Casino del Sol Resort. Amazing, amazing, amazing job that they put on tonight to host Top Rank Promotions. The headlining event, of course, was Oscar Valdez against Hobson Consensao. Consensao. Amazing, amazing fight. As far as we can go to call a legitimate winner. What I mean by that is there was controversy, of course, but it was an amazing showing of boxing on behalf of Cointin Sao. Uh, there was good, good showing, good display of boxing and, uh, and, and fortitude on behalf of Oscar Valdez. Uh, but overall, let let's just do this. Let's let's give the card, the overall card, and the promotional company of Top Rank. Let let's give them praise and and let's do right by them. Let's do justice by them because they had good matchmaking tonight. They put on a great event with good matchups. And regardless of what the judges end up calling at the end of the night, Top Rank put on a hell of an event in Tucson, Arizona, a city that has a rich boxing history that seems to be forgotten or seems to be lost in translation because it doesn't get enough events. It doesn't get to host enough events as it should. The crowd was... There tonight, the crowd showed up in numbers, not just not just to represent and to support Oscar Valdez and his homecoming, but they love boxing. Tucson, Arizona is a forgotten city and they love their boxing there. There's a rich boxing history in Tucson, Arizona and and top rank promotions picked the right location for this fight. Oscar Valdez, Oscar Valdez showed up tonight to defend his WBC super featherweight or junior lightweight title. He showed up to defend his WBC 130-pound title against none other than Robson Conceição uh, from Brazil, uh, a foe which whom he had lost to 12 years ago, 12 years prior in the amateurs. Oscar Valdez is 30-0, walked into this fight 29-0. He's 30-0 now. He walks away with a decision win over Hobson Consensao. But it wasn't rightful. It wasn't rightfully done. The judges got it wrong. Time and time again this year, you guys hear me say this, and tonight was ever so evident. It was a huge event for Tucson. It was a huge crowd. Tucson, Arizona, and Casino del Sol, all these all these uh, casinos locally, they usually do it in their ballroom, um, their ball their ballrooms 
or their event centers. But this one, they hosted outdoors. Casino del Sol hosted this event outdoors, just like they do for their concerts, their big marquee concerts. They hosted it outdoors. It was a jam-packed crowd. And I'm just going to tell you this. I should have been there live tonight. I ended up not getting access, not getting press access because of COVID. That's the reason I got. That's the email I received. Due to COVID, we're only issuing a limited amount of press credentials. And yeah, I'm a little bit bitter because this is my area. This is this is this is my this is my domain and I didn't get access where other people did and they had nothing to do with covid because that thing was a jam packed crowd tonight. I don't know how many thousands of people were there, but it was a jam packed crowd tonight and if you watched this fight, if you witnessed this on TV, you saw that it was a full on event for them to claim that they were limiting the number of attendants due to COVID. So that was BS. So I was a little bitter about that, that I didn't get to be there live. Nonetheless, I was not going to be tuning out of this one. I was I was fully, fully invested in this fight because of Oscar Valdez. I've been a longtime fan of Oscar Valdez since his Olympic days. I've been a longtime fan of Oscar Valdez. I actually ended up posting the uh the the questions that I had with Oscar Valdez in the press conference leading to this fight and and you could catch those nonetheless as big of a fan as I am of Oscar Valdez I I really believe that he lost I scored this round by round by round 6 I had Oscar Valdez down 6 rounds to none I ended up getting this 117-111 for Contensao. There should have been the announcement of and new. But it didn't happen. Even with the point deduction, which happened in round nine, which is a questionable point deduction. A questionable point deduction. But they deemed it. So even with that, it would have been a 116-111 fight for Contensao. Valdez started slow, fell behind. The reach, the height, the speed of Robson Contensao gave him trouble. He could not find his way in. He started finding success by lunging, by leaning in, by reaching. Power punches is what gave success to Valdez tonight but not enough for him to retain his title. Yet the judges saw the opposite score, 117-110 for Valdez because of that point deduction. 115-112 by other judges. And then with the referee deducting a point from Contensao, this almost seemed like a one-sided affair. Like Contensao was showing up to and never really had a chance to win. The deck was stacked against them. And it's ugly to see that in boxing. As big of a fan as I am of Oscar, I'm a big, 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 big fan of Oscar Valdez. And I have been. I have been. For numerous years now. It was ugly tonight. 
And I, as a fan, could tell you that Oscar Valdez did not win tonight. He was gifted a victory. He is 30-0, but he was gifted this victory. Robson Consensao, the 2016 gold medalist, Olympic gold medalist, did not deserve this defeat. He was supposed to be announced as a WBC 130-pound champion tonight, based on his performance tonight. You could criticize whatever it is that you want, but criticize the other side fairly. It was an eventful night. Canelo Alvarez, who is a stablemate of Oscar Valdez, showed up. It was a huge night, huge crowd, huge showing. Now we have Oscar Valdez retaining his 130-pound title by way of the judge's decision. And the 130-pound division, as far as who runs this division, is up in the air now. Miguel Burchell was definitely running this division, but with his defeat to Oscar Valdez at the hands of Oscar Valdez, this division is wide open now. Jamel Herring and Shakur Stevenson will be fighting one another October 23rd for the WBO title. The IBF title is vacant. And it looks like as of today, they ended up announcing Azinga Fusile, who won the mandatory for the IBF against Ogawa. Because Rakimov fell off. So it looks like it will be Ogawa versus Fusile for the IBF title. As far as the WBA is concerned, Gervonta Davis vacated the 130-pound title, kept his 135 and 140-pound titles for the WBA, vacated the 130-pound. So now it's going to be between Roger Gutierrez and Chris Colbert, or Chris Colbert, Roger Gutierrez, of course, we saw in the trilogy fight against Rene Alvarado just weeks ago. Roger Gutierrez and Colbert will fight for the WBA title. Valdez retains the WBC. Jamel Herring, Shakur Stevenson will unify the one. Shakur, of course, having the interim to Jamel's full version. So they'll be unifying the WBO title October 23rd, and a single Fuzile versus Ogawa will be announced soon for the IBF title. Oscar Valdez showed up tonight and did not perform anywhere near like the Valdez that performed against Burchelt earlier this year. Aside from that, the controversy that led into this fight with Oscar Valdez failing both the A and B samples for Ventamine last week. A fight that many feel that should have been called off, that Valdez should have been suspended, yet the Pasquayaki tribe deemed that the fight should go on Because regardless of the testing, they couldn't cancel the fight. It was up to the commission. This fight was in an Indian reservation of the Pasqua-Yaki tribe. Which is where the Casino del Sol is located. 
and they deemed that the fight should go on. So Top Rank put their show on. When I pull for fighters, I'm a big fan of them, but I gotta call it like I see it. I grew up a big Oscar De La Hoya fan, and I know for a fact that he lost, Shane Mosley won, even though he argued. I know for a fact that he lost against Felix Sturm, even though they gifted him that decision. I know for a fact that his victory over Pernell Whitaker was questionable. But it was close. But I'm able to call it that way. Oscar Valdez got a gift tonight. There should have been a new champion announced, but it wasn't. Nonetheless, it was a great card by way of matchmaking, thanks to top rank. It was a great showing by the Southern Arizona crowd who showed up to support their local fighters and Oscar Valdez, who is also from Southern Arizona and Sonora, Nogales, Arizona and Nogales, Sonora. So the crowd showed up for him, which hopefully sends a message to the rest of the boxing world that this is a great spot to host fights. Oscar Valdez, in my opinion, got gifted a decision win tonight, which allows him to retain his WBC title. Robson Contensao has no reason to hang his head tonight. But if we're going to talk about the event, we can't ignore the fact that Xander Sias is now 10-0 with his unanimous decision win over Jose Luis Sanchez, six-rounder, six-round fight, 10-0. Xander Sias is going to be a menace for years to come as he continues to get better and he continues to improve and and step up in competition, in level of competition. The other fight that, in my eyes, caught the eye of the world of boxing and possibly stole the show tonight was between Gabriel Flores Jr. and Luis Alberto Lopez of Mexicali, Gabriel Flores of Stockton, California. Flores walked in 20-0. Luis Lopez walked in 22-2. And what an amazing fight from the smack talk to the back and forth to you name it. I mean, there was a lot of BS that went on between these two boxers. They were looking forward to getting into the ring with one another. And Luis Lopez got the best of Gabriel Flores from the start. He got in the ring. He started hunting him. Whenever Flores would land some good punches, Lopez would end up ooing or aahing or or calling out Flores to hit him harder and and just going at him. He hunted him from round one all the way to the end and nearly stopped Gabriel Flores. The fight should have been stopped. Gabriel Flores' dad, who's his trainer, who's cornerman, it failed to stop the fight, let him go back into danger. And in the post-interviews, you could literally tell that Gabriel Flores was nearly speaking as if he was actively concussed he definitely took some damage to the head 
He got his first defeat tonight. Luis Lopez walks away with the decision win. He improves to 23-2, and two, where Gabriel Flores gets his first defeat of his career, and he is now 20-1. and one. This is also in the super featherweight or junior lightweight division. Luis Lopez is going to be problems for anybody. Gabriel Flores is an amazing boxer. He's very composed, very calculated, but he fought Luis Lopez's fight tonight. Lopez took it to him, and Flores could not adjust to the flat-footedness and the come-forward style that Lopez possessed tonight or presented him with. Lopez is a very slick, very quick, fast-handed, power-punching fighter that just posed problems from the opening bell all the way until the fight ended. Luis Lopez is definitely a force to be reckoned with in the 130-pound division. Xander Sayas is coming up. Luis Lopez and Gabriel Flores, to me, stole the show tonight. But, of course, we were looking forward to Oscar Valdez and Robson Contensao. And it was very evident who won the fight. The judges saw it other ways. otherwise. And Twitter Nation was going crazy because people knew. People knew who won. And the people that knew that Oscar Vardell's lost the fight jumped to his defense because they have ties to ESPN or Top Rank or Ring Magazine. Like Dougie Fisher. Al Bernstein backstepping. The famous, legendary Al Bernstein taking a backstep, backpedaling towards a decision, justifying how Oscar Valdez could have pulled this out. Christina Poncher, who was recently named to the commentating crew of for Top Rank, was justifying Oscar Valdez's win. She even made it the claim at one point that this was hardly, quote-unquote, this was hardly a robbery. When people are in it for one side, they're in it for one side. I have favorite fighters of mine that I follow, and I'm loyal to them. But when they lose, they lose, and it's okay. Keep going forward. With Gabriel Flores and Luis Lopez, what I didn't like about that fight was the fact that the dad almost took it upon himself as and the team as if it was the win was was more important than the son's health. And they let the son go back out when he was clearly knocked out on his feet. He was clearly not conscious enough to go back out there. There was no chance that he could win the fight. Just stop the fight. But rather than they take the TKO loss, they decided to take the decision loss. Maybe it looks better on the record, but it's still a loss. He took an L, and he possibly took some damage to that head based on how he was expressing himself post-fight. For Luis Lopez, sky's the limit for that kid. Fast hands. Good counters, good combos. I don't like the fact that he goes flat-footed, 
but I think he could give anybody problems. I can't wait to see him back in the ring. Gabriel Flores, entertaining, good style, very calculated, great boxing, but we just, he got exposed tonight. We just saw that when somebody brings a fight to him, he caves. And he caved them from the opening bell from round one. A lot of lessons to take away from tonight. But the biggest lesson of all is that Tucson, Arizona and Southern Arizona is no joke. We saw it with the UFC earlier this year with the baby assassin when he defeated Figueredo in Phoenix. And how that arena just lost it for the baby assassin. Now we see the crowd that showed up for Oscar Valdez tonight. Arizona needs to be recognized as a major boxing hub. And a major sports hub at that. And if it's just MMA and boxing, we'll take it. Oscar Valdez, 30-0, retains his WBC super featherweight title, junior lightweight title, and moves on to better days. And hopefully, he will have a better showing next time and will face the winner of Shakur Stevenson, Jamel Herring. A lot of people are putting Shakur Stevenson over Jamel Herring already, and they're overlooking Jamel Herring and looking forward to this Oscar Valdez, Shakur Stevenson fight, especially if it's this meaningful for to unify the division and each of them bringing a title to the ring, a fight that should have taken place at 126 pounds, which didn't, that would be a huge fight. But don't put Jamel Herring down yet. If Shakur Stevenson fights the way he did in his last outing and faces the Jamel Herring that showed up against Carl Frampton, Shakur Stevenson is going to be in trouble. If we see vintage Shakur Stevenson, Jamel Herring will be in trouble because he will be too slow to counter Shakur Stevenson's attack. I can't wait to see the title fight for the IBF, and I can't wait to see the unification for the WBA so we could actually try and unify this 130-pound division. Very, very, very exciting division. And I can't wait to see how it plays out. Congratulations, Oscar Valdez. Gift or not, you won. And you retained the WBC 130-pound title. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you guys again for all the love. Twitter was going crazy tonight. I was I was just very active on there tonight um listen 117 111 is how i called it for consensual over valdez and valdez is my boy i was cheering for him from the from the get i just didn't see how he was falling behind and i i didn't, I didn't see how he was going to be pulling it out nonetheless 
Thank you guys for all the love. Thank you guys for the support, for the comments, for the emails. And uh, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. I think within in less than 24 hours, we're going to have what should have been between Oscar De La Hoya, a match between Oscar De La Hoya and Vitor Belfort, is now going to be Evander Holyfield against Vitor Belfort, a 58-year-old Evander Holyfield facing Vitor Belfort. And on the co-main event, Anderson Silva and Tito Ortiz meeting in the boxing ring, uh, a fight that never materialized in the UFC in the octagon is now going to materialize these two big names MMA fighters MMA legends the fight's going to materialize in the boxing ring and controversy already there because of the weight and the criticism from one fighter to the other because of the weight discrepancies the lack of respect the demands that took place between their fight So that one should be the more entertaining fight of the two. Nonetheless, we'll see what 58-year-old Evander Holyfield has, what De La Hoya and Belfort were supposed to be a sanctioned professional fight for De La Hoya's comeback. This fight seems to be an exhibition fight between Holyfield and Belfort. Don't quote me on that, but as of right now, it looks like it's going to be an exhibition fight rather than a professionally sanctioned fight. Um... Other than that, David Hayes making his comeback against Joe Fournier on the undercard of that, uh, of the uh, trailer event, and um, we'll see how it plays out. But as of tonight, Friday night, Tucson, Arizona, at its highest peak, because they hosted, they played host to a huge top-ranked promotion event, and Oscar Valdez walks away, retaining his 130-pound WBC title. With that, I leave you guys much love, peace out, scotch, and a good cigar, as always. Talk to you guys all soon. Take care.